I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Episode 24. <laughs> Again. <clears throat> we are recording, Dylan. Now. Yeah. Uh, fucking forcing on me one, aren't you? <laughs> okay. Woo. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man, do I miss you, I miss you, man, I miss you, I miss you, man, do I miss you. And we're back, the boys, back together again. <laughs> Try to get that energy up, boy. Wake up early for this, don't, don't judge me. Full disclosure, we're recording this a bit earlier than normal, and mm-hmm. we're both a bit sleepy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. One of us was up late watching ladder matches for the other one. It's a bit of a preview. The things I do for you, Dylan. Oh, don't act like you didn't ask for it, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, fuck, I forgot what the podcast's about, Lonnie. What's it about? Can you remind me, please? This podcast, Dylan, is about yeah. you and me, Lonnie yeah. and Dylan, uh, oh, yeah. connecting as friends once more. Each week, we take each other on a journey through life, pop culture, and everything in between. And this week, Dylan, I've got no idea what you're going to, what you're going to take me through. Oh, mate. Got a, got a little surprise for you. hundred percent. I even think you could guess it if you got 20 guesses, mate. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Bit of a left field subject, mate. Okay. Lonnie, I'm going to talk about today a little touchstone from my childhood, mate. Maybe yours too, possibly. I'm going to talk to you today, Lonnie. About little golden books. Yeah, yeah, you know, familiar, mate. I am good. Topic. Okay, All yeah, right. thanks, man. Thank you, thank you. So you remember the books, Lonnie? Let's say uh, got a bit of a history with them. I do. I remember having a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, specific titles. I'm not quite sure now, but I know I had them. Mm. Um, I think I might have had some tie-ins with like Disney movies, perhaps. Yep. Sure. Um, and I, remember, I think yeah, not too long ago, I, I bought some for my, I think my niece, mm. um, maybe my nephew as well. I'm not sure. I, I buy lots of books for my niece and nephew, so. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I love them as a kid, mm-hmm. personally. I've also, well, I had a lot. I'd gotten like hand-me-downs uh, from my uncles, aunties, and mum as well, uh, as well as new ones of my own at the time, that sort of thing. As you said, like Disney movies, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I remember reading them a lot and having them read to me a lot by my mummy. <laughs> Do you remember which ones you had? Oh, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah. Um, because the reason it's on my brain is that I recently moved, as you know, mm-hmm. for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was unpacking, came across a box and guess what was in it, Lonnie? Oh, no. That's right. Asbestos. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, little garden books. Mate. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. It was just full of them. A whole box full, mate. Uh, the memories came flooding back, even read through some of my faves, you know. And do they hold up? Well, we'll talk about that, Lonnie. We'll get into it, mate. Oh, please do. But before we do, before we do, a bit of a history on the little golden books, mate. Okay. You all right? Yeah. Now, 
bloody Wikipedia. You, you know Wikipedia, mate. Not Friend well. of the show. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says that they were brought about in 1942. Mm-hmm. Those golden books. A little while ago, that one. Uh, they were the brainchild of, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, George Duplay. Duplay? I think. Duplakes? Anyway. Sorry, George. Okay, George. We'll call him Georgie boy. Okay. Uh, he wanted to basically make available a more affordable children's book. Because at the time, on in the early 1940s, children's books are a bit of a luxury item, mate. Bit of a luxury item. Yeah, that doesn't seem fair, does it? No, it's not. They were costing up to $3 per book, Lonnie. <laughs> Do you know how much that would be today? I don't know, Dylan. You want to have a guess? Mm, 20 bucks. Oh, mate. If only. <laughs> if only. Roughly $55. Really? Gee, yeah. Is it in America? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, insanely pricey. Um, so our boy George. Okay. <laughs> like that one. <laughs> <laughs> the AD um, boy George. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was like, this is ridiculous. Come off it, mate. I-, I just want kids to have a good time with books. Everyone deserves books. Not just rich, privileged kids, you know. I'm sure that's an actual quote, you know. Yeah, is that on Wiki Quotes, that, that one? Oh, mate, has to be. Has to be, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he invented the Little Golden Books series, which sold for on average about 25 cents a book for that one, um, which today would be roughly about $4.65, so much more reasonable yeah, for that sure. one. Yeah. Yeah. So in October of 1942, 12 little golden books were published, um, among them being a book by the name of The Pokey Little Puppy, if that rings a bell at all. It does, and I think I've got some memory of, mm. of me liking that book, but my mum not liking it. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. I, I can see her perspective, but we'll get into it. Okay, yeah. Um, apparently that one's the best-selling little golden book of all time. Right. That one. Okay. bit unfair because it's been pretty much just rerun since 1942. It's so, a flog, you know. what has it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. Um, now, I feel undeservedly so. Remember liking it as a kid, but there's other ones that are way better, mate. Um, but initially, the little golden books, you know, they were based off of things like religious tales, nursery rhymes, you know, things like that. Uh, and then eventually over the years, they would expand to include well-known properties such as Sesame Street, Power Rangers, hey, shout yeah. out yeah. to the Rangers, mate. Yeah, mm-hmm. go, go Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Looney Tunes, uh, Disney, as you mentioned, uh, even Star Wars more recently. Well, I think I've actually seen the Star Wars ones at the shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I did see mention they did specifically, I think their first one was a Revenge of the Sith book. Bold choice. <laughs> yeah. You got Ewoks or something like that? No. No, apparently that's that was the first one from what I saw. Um, I haven't read it, but I'm guessing they probably skipped a few parts. Do you think it was the yeah the death scene or the... Padme uh, losing the baby, Anakin oh. burning up on Mustafa? What do you reckon? Uh, I think the one they wanted to skip most is probably where Anakin goes to the Jedi Temple and oh. murders younglings. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty violent movie when you think about it, isn't it? It's pretty hardcore. Like Count Dooku gets his hands cut off and then his head cut off, yeah. at like 20 minutes in. Jesus. It's like the only one that's rated M, I think. I don't, I don't think it's as good as people say, but it's much better than oh. the other ones, you know? So. Excuse you. Okay. 
Well, I do. I know a lot of people say it's their favorite. It's like a masterpiece. Like settle down. Yeah. But it is quite good. I do yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> anyway, it's not a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Jeez, mate. I mean, it often is. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, in 1992, when Golden Books are celebrating their 50th, would it be at that point mm-hmm. anniversary? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, at that time, they said they had sold over a billion and a half books. At that point. Do you reckon that's true? Or were they fudging the numbers? 50 years, a billion and a half. It's a lot per year. But they're, yeah. just, they're pretty cheap to make, aren't they? So. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they pretty much stay consistent at $4.65, the equivalent throughout mm. the years. So it's plausible, I suppose. But yeah, you know, I couldn't find that number being verified anywhere or anything no. like that. It's Golden Books themselves that said it. So. I mean, they wouldn't they? Yeah, of course. And it's it's always on their blurbs as well. Like all these blurbs I have, I've got, it even says specifically over 1 billion little golden books have reached the hands of children. So it's a bit of a marketing ploy, I reckon. Yeah, I wonder I wonder where the spreadsheet is that, that tracks all that. Yeah. Show us the numbers, golden <laughs> books. We're calling you out. Right here, right now. Nice. Yeah, mate. Um, but yeah, the brief history of the Golden Book. So they're still going strong to this day. Now, I dug up this box, Lonnie. Now, some of my faves by far are the Sesame Street ones, mate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's three that come to mind immediately. The first one is called Oscar's Book. Does that ring any bells? Not, not personally, no. No? Okay, okay. Now, this was originally my uncle's because I can see his name in the... In the cover, it's like, who does this golden book belong to? And it says, <laughs> says his name. And then it also says my auntie's name in there. Um, apparently, I'd drawn all over the first page of this book, having a look back. <laughs> and um, I'll send you a picture afterwards, maybe, but the drawings are pretty creepy. Too. <laughs> it's like something out of a horror film, mate. And when did you draw these? Just last year, was it? Or? Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they're like... Um, I'm having a quick look now. They're, yeah, they're weird. they got like circle heads, circle eyes, circle mouth, and the eyes are like scribbled in and shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's rough. It sounds like Coraline or something. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so I might have been possessed as a kid tonight. Anyway, I'm all right now. But uh, yeah, mate. It's good stuff. I had a read of it. I like because it's a fourth wall. He kind of talks to you throughout the whole book mm-hmm. for that one. Um, he's obviously grouchy, as he's known to be. <laughs> you know him. <laughs> it's in his name. Uh, he says things like, hey, this is my book. I don't want you reading it. Yeah. Classic reverse psychology. Yeah. He got us there. Uh, also, cross dresses at one point to say Oscar moved, so to stop bothering her for that one. Okay. Bloody Big Bird comes by and he's like, hey, meet the new girl, everyone. <laughs> everyone starts bothering him again. Classic stuff. That's Big Bird. Oh, mate. We'll get into that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Fucking Big Bird. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, oi, if you close the book, I'll have no one to complain to. Come back, mate. Bloody yeah. classic Oscar. Is that like a common thing with these Sesame Street books? Because the other one I recall is um, Grover. Ah, mate. Can we was get it- to that? It's the next one, I think. Oh, hello. If, if this is the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Uh, the monster at the end of this book. Yes. Yes. Very clearly. Classic, mate. Classic. Uh, written by John Stone, this one. 
Uh, and it says this. I'm not saying this. On the front cover, it's got starring, lovable, furry, old Grover. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, okay. You know, get a bigger head, Grover, why don't you? <laughs> Bloody egomaniac. Jesus. Calling out everyone today, Lonnie. Yeah, back off Grover, though, mate. Come on. No, not even Muppets are safe. <laughs> They're Muppets, aren't they, technically? Technically, yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, another fourth wall one, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. I always found those the funnest and the most inventive, especially for a young child as well. Um, he's like, first page in, he's like, holy smokes, mate, what's the name of this book? I, I don't want to... <laughs> like my Graver impression, it's spot on, eh? <laughs> you can tour that round, Dylan, that one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he's like, oh, I don't want to meet a monster at the end of this book. Uh, and it's just shenanigans throughout, you know? He does things like ask you not to turn pages, then you do, and he's like, oh, my God, mate, how could you? Doesn't he, like, brick up the page at one point? Yes, boy, yes, he does brick up the page. Uh, I think he ties some pages together at one point. Yeah. And then you turn him, and he's just like, oh, you're very strong. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun stuff. Uh, Just classic pranks, one after another. And then we get to the end, Lonnie. Twist of the century, eh? It's Who's the there, monster at the end of the book, Lonnie? I mean, why didn't we why didn't we mention this in our twists episode? Of <laughs> could have, could have. As I said, they're only on the mind recently because mm-hmm. of the book mm-hmm. unveils. But yeah, yeah. At the end, there's a monster at the end of the book. But who is it, Dylan? It's bloody Grover, mate. Oh no! Oh no! It's Grover all along. He's gamming us. He didn't know, did he? He was. He's as, as surprised as we are, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, oh, it was me all along. What a what a cheeky surprise. <laughs> yeah, I had to check it was written by John Stone and not M. Night Shyamalan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking on fire with the jokes today, eh? Yeah, good, man. Oh, come on, mate. You want to be a bit more believable when you compliment me? <laughs> I'm sleepy, so. Okay. Yeah, she should be having a coffee like the rest of us. Anyway. Any coffee, but okay. Mm. Pod's over. Does that explain a lot about me, Dylan? Hey, you're very mellow and not very high energy most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but did you know, Lonnie, do you remember that there was a sequel to The Monster at the end of this book? I think I knew there was a sequel, but I'm not sure I ever had it. Oh, mate, I had it. They went hand in hand with each other yeah. whenever I'd read them. And this one's called Another Monster at the End of This Book. Okay. And again, this is a quote from the book itself, starring lovable furry old Grover and equally lovable furry little Elmo. Elmo's making an appearance, is he? He is. He is. Everyone's everyone's favourite Sesame Street Muppet. They're expanding the, the universe. Oh, yeah. The, the monster at the end of this book cinematic universe. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Oh, any sequels are rarely as good as the original. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm afraid in this case, that rings true. Oh, no. Yeah. They just gone the more is better route. They just added Elmo to the mix, but it's virtually the same thing. It's just Grover trying to stop us from turning pages, you mm-hmm. know. He's gluing pages this time. It's just, yeah, taping pages, I think he does at one point. Um, but now instead of us, the reader making the conscious decision to turn the pages to disregard Grover's wishes. 
Our mode's just outright telling us to keep turning page. It's just not as good, mate. It's just not as good. Right, so they've copied and pasted the main formula, but mm. then adding mm. Elmo you don't think is actually added to the mix really well. No, I think it's taken away from it. Mm. It's taken away from it. You know, you don't have to tell me to turn pages and disobey Grover Elmo. I can make that decision myself. Piss off. <laughs> That's where the funny you know right? because you're, you're interacting with Grover. In the first book. Exactly. Mm. I mean, you're interacting with Elmo kind of, but he's just like, turn the page, please, like half the yeah. time. Like, it's not even inventive stuff. No, that's not really participation, is it? It's just what you would do anyway. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Just makes it worse. Not on. Uh, and then at the end, they both get scared by each other and they're like, oh, you were the monster in the end of the book. It was you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Grover learn last time? Yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, maybe you um, should have been telling Elmo it's all all right because I've done Yeah, you should have. Yeah. Maybe they should have had someone else scared, like uh, like Bert maybe, come mm. in. Maybe something then, else. Uh, maybe there's like an, something else at the end of the book they have to, they're not sure about. Yeah. yeah. Did Bert, uh, Bert know any monsters though in the Sesame Street universe? Mm, they're Muppets, I don't know if they, they are. are. I think they're human Muppets. Mm. Yeah, yes. I don't think they count, yeah. But anyway, maybe it could have been Bert freaking out the whole time and Grover's like, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Not all monsters are bad. And then he surprises him at the end. It's like, it was me, Grover, all along. Yeah, and like it's about prejudice because he's like, I don't want monsters. But then he's like, I'm a monster and we're friends. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He could have taught people about, you know, prejudices and that sort of thing, you know? I mean, I don't want to try and tell little golden books what to do with their lives. No, we should. Okay. Um, I had to check because I was disappointed. I was like, surely this couldn't be written by the, the great John Stone. Yeah. That penned the first one, and it was Lonnie. Do you think he got sort of behind his own success after the first I one? Think so. yeah. I think so. I think so. I think he got to his head a little bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. he definitely phoned it in. We're calling you out, John. You didn't innovate very much with this one, mate. You played it safe. You added Elmo and called it a day. Just not on, mate. Just not on. No one's safe in this podcast, Dylan. <laughs> no, one's safe. no, mate, no. Not even authors of little golden books. They thought they were safe, but no. no coming no, after you. Not anymore. With a vengeance. <laughs> uh, so those are the main ones I wanted to talk about. There's a few other ones I've just got a little some tidbits about mm -hmm. in there. Uh, mentioned before the pokey little puppy. That one. Yep. Uh, overrated. Right. Overrated, yeah, yeah. Just doesn't hold up to today's standards, Oni. I also don't get what the moral is. It's basically about a group of puppies that keep digging under the owner's fence. Mm. And then when they come home after their day out on the fence, there's a dessert every day and the owner's like, puppies that dig under fences don't get dessert. So they don't get it, but the pokey little puppy comes home, he sneaks in and just eats the dessert and goes to bed himself. Right. So there's no consequences for this yeah. menace to society one. <laughs> I'm starting to see why my mum didn't like it, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He breaks rules and gets rewarded. Not on. Not on. But why is it successful then? Is it just because it's one of the original ones and one of the I, famous names sort of thing? Or I honestly couldn't say. I don't, don't see anything as a reason as to why it would be successful. He misses out on dessert at the end. Mm. Uh, and he feels sorry for himself when everybody else gets strawberry shortcake, but, you know, no lessons are learned by him because he goes out to dig the next day and then there's just a sign saying, don't dig. Bad book. 
Lucky little yeah. puppy's got to try and deal with some consequences in his life because clearly it's not working, is it? Mm, yeah, exactly. He's just a disgrace. Like, <laughs> worst <laughs> fictional dog of all time up there with Scrappy Doo, I reckon. Really? Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And is it worse because he's so successful? Yeah, yeah. it's worse because uh, he knows he's a little piece of shit mm. and he just, he, you know, he, he feels there's no consequences and that there shouldn't be for him. He can just do whatever he wants. That's disgraceful. Entitled Not little... All... Yeah, God. Yeah, entitled little mongrel. That one? Yeah. <laughs> Not okay. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, anyway, another one. It's called The Taxi That Hurried. Yeah, I should hope so. <laughs> I don't like when taxis just, yeah, take it a long way, the scenic route. <laughs> yeah, mate, take take it leisurely. Yeah. yeah you want to see me the city? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was a funny title. It's all I have to say about that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's another one called uh, Big Bird Visits Navajo Country, which I was worried was going to be a bit insensitive for mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was quite surprised how respectful it was to Navajo Native Americans. So that was good. That's good. Um, Now, this next one, it caught my attention, and it it paints the character of Big Bird as just a massive idiot. Like, honestly, (laughs) is is he really stupid in general? I don't remember him being stupid in the show. Is that a thing? I think he's supposed to be pretty young, isn't he? Is it? He's a big bird, though. Well, I thought I thought he was supposed to be a bit naive about the world. Well, that's definitely how it comes across in this. All right, hundred percent. So first off, he's just wandering the streets like a hobo, I guess. So he comes across a sign that says "No Through Road," and he says to himself, "Huh, what a funny name for a road." Come on, <laughs> grow a brain, big bird. No, that's pretty funny, though. No. All right. <laughs> And then he's like, oh, maybe this leads to Sesame Street. It's, so he's lost and he's just fucking wandering the world just trying to get to Sesame Street. Right. And for goodness sake, Big Bird, what are you doing? Anyway, meets two little kids and because it's getting dark, they let him stay in the night on their farm, in their barn. When they put him to bed, they kiss him goodnight. Not just met him. Not on, kids. Don't... <laughs> Don't kiss changes you find wandering the road at night. Yeah. Bad lesson. Especially big birds, you know. <laughs> especially big birds. Don't know where they've been. No. No. Just wandering around. Wandering the world. Um, but they show him some like farm activities the next okay. day. Yeah. 
Um, so the first chore they show him is milking a cow. Mm. And his comment is that on Sesame Street, they get milk from Hooper's store. Okay. Bit stupid. He doesn't know where milk comes from. But, you know, I guess he might not know that. I can understand that. Uh, he does the same thing later with veggies when they're picking them. He has no idea they grow on the ground. Sure. He's a sheltered city boy. Apparently. But Lonnie... <laughs> Next up is something that just blows my mind. Okay. And I'm just going to read it straight from the book, if right. you don't mind. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. All right. <clears throat> All right. Next, they went to the hen house. Ruthie and Floyd showed Big Bird how to take eggs out of the nests gently and carry them carefully in an egg basket. Gee, said Big Bird. On Sesame Street, we get our eggs in cardboard cartons. How the fuck does Big Bird not know where eggs come from, Lonnie? Yeah. How? And they don't comment on it at all? They just... No, no yeah. not at all. <laughs> they just move on. Mm. Like, this is something... <laughs> Why would he know about that? He's a bird! They're his parents. <laughs> it begs so many questions, Lonnie. Yeah. As you said, sheltered life to the max. To the max. Not even. Doesn't even know where he came from. <laughs> Does he not lay eggs? I guess I. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess if he's a if he's a male character, he he wouldn't. Okay, but even so, he's a bird. It's his species. You think birds? You are, know. You think birds? Ex- are there. Exactly. If Grover turned up and like, all right, Grover's been an idiot, sure. Yeah, but also, also, this implies to me that he eats eggs. Also, if he's buying them in cardboard cartons, yes, so is is this a form of cannibalism? I mean, Sesame Street, get your shit together. You raised so many questions in this book, Dylan. I don't <laughs> think it was meant to be interrogated so thoroughly. Yeah, well, as I said, I'm calling out little golden books where it's necessary. I'll praise them where it's good. Yeah. But mate, if you do something wrong, little golden books, boy, howdy, you got you got Dylan on your ass. <laughs> but anyway, ha- had to get those few things on my chest. No. Uh, overall, little golden books, you know, it was good taking a trip down memory lane with you again. It's fun stuff. I think it's it's good we have this outlet, this podcast, to do this sort of thing. Otherwise, it'll just be up in your head. You wouldn't be able to get it out. Oh, mate, I'd just be screaming in the bathroom mirror, yeah. just like Big Bird <laughs> all morning. You know. <laughs> <laughs> just my fists raised, you know, screaming at the heavens. <laughs> like in the movie where they punch the, the mirror? Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, that would have been me. There'd be some holes in my wall for sure if I didn't have this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're doing it for you, Dylan. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Now, Lonnie, it's time for our regular topic. Do you want to wanna hit me with what it is, mate? Yeah. Uh, amongst it. You gotta, 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 gotta get amongst it. Ooh, keep going. Get amongst it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that'll let you off the hook. That's, did you want that'll a second do. Verse? I did, I did, but it sounded like it was. Oh, go on. Yeah, go on. This is part of the podcast where mm-hmm. we talk about something we've been getting amongst. <laughs> Let's wrap more of a chat. Yeah, yeah, a limerick, maybe? 
I could do a lyric up for you next time. Okay, okay, maybe. Anyway, this week, Lonnie, we're hitting both ends of the spectrum for books, mate. Mm-hmm. Started talking about children's books now. Yeah. Now, my Get Amongst is a series of books that uh, are as adult as you can get, mate. Porno. Oh, <laughs> yeah, mate, you know it. No, <laughs> no, mum, don't turn off the pod. Not porn. Yet. I'll warn you. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's a Japanese manga series called Berserk. Morning. Sounds a bit porno to me, Dylan. Okay, enough. <laughs> you filthy boy. You filthy, dirty boy. Get your mind out of the gutter. Jeez. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, what's Berserk about, Dylan? All right. So, written and illustrated by Kentaro Mora. Uh, you have obviously haven't heard of Berserk, Lonnie? I think I've heard the name. I don't think I know much more than mm. the name. Mm-hmm. Well, mate, it's one of my favourite, if not my favourite story of all time. Jeez, really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about a lone wandering swordsman called Guts. Great name. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's set in like this Western fantasy world with like knights and, you know, kings, princesses, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It also features like just fucking horrifying monsters, like uh, demons, dark gods. It's got art influence by like MC Escher, you know, that sort of thing. Okay, so horror elements for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he cited like um, the Hellraiser movies, even Disney at times to be like influences, that sort of thing. It's an interesting mix, isn't it? <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been going since the 80s, I believe, and it's still ongoing for that one. Okay, is it the same, like, story? Uh-huh, yep. Okay. Jeez. Absolutely, yeah. I believe the latest collective volume number is 41, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, Berserk has got some of the greatest, most complicated characters in all of fiction, Lonnie. Like, honestly. Uh, Guts being one of them. You, you sympathise with him. He's done some horrible, horrible things. Uh, and he's also had horrible things happen to him. But the way he evolves throughout the story, um, you know, getting companions, finding friends, finding love, just so compelling. So compelling. So good. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> uh, so the main focus is around Guts and his friend slash rival slash enemy Griffith. That one. Uh, Griffith's like this ruthless, unapologetic man who will like basically do anything to accomplish his dream of having his own kingdom. He was born, he wasn't like born into royalty or anything like that. So it's pretty much impossible to get his own kingdom. But, you know, uh, he does some horrible, unforgivable things, like worse than what Guts has done mm-hmm. throughout the story, which I won't go into for spoiler reasons and because they are pretty harrowing, to be, mm-hmm. to be honest. But what results is eventually his actions like, actually resulted in some good things in the world. So it's kind of like, a, you know, um, you know, does it justify itself in the end? That sort of thing. That's the question, isn't it, Dylan? Mm, yeah. No, great stuff, mate. It's mm. like a world of greys rather mm. than black and white. When you say like, like 41 volumes, have you read them all? No, no, I've only read up to 35. Okay. Um, it can be a bit expensive, those mm. ones. Um, but I do have 35 volumes. Also... I'm trying, kind of putting it off catching up because it does go on hiatuses sometimes for like years. So I don't want to be like caught up and then have nothing else to fall back on. You know? <laughs> I feel but, that, yeah. Yeah. But what I've read so far is fantastic, honestly. 
Um, Have there I, any other adaptations of it in anime or? Yeah, anything? yeah, yeah. Um, so I probably read these about once every few months. Okay. I, I go back to the start and and read them again. Uh, never gets old, mate. Never gets old. Um, I will say before I talk about the different adaptations and that, if you are interested, people, it features very adult things. It's very violent. It's got lots of you know limbs being cut off, heads getting caved in. You know, people getting cut in half, you know, etc. Also, I need to say a bit of a triggering warning, especially early on in Berserk for probably, probably about the first 15 volumes, I would say. There's a fair bit of sexual violence there. Just, just have to forewarn people about that before they dive in. But honestly, regardless of that, it's, in, it's incredible. The way I'll get into it, as you said, has there been any animes or movies? There is three anime movies mm-hmm. for that one, uh, which covers arguably the best arc in Berserk, mm. which is called the Golden Age arc, which is like the backstory of how Guts met Griffith and joined his like band of the Hawk and how they went to like different battles and that sort of thing, how they formed their friendship pretty much. Um, so those movies... Uh, they're all called Berserk the Golden Age. The first one is subtitled Egg of the King. Uh, second is the Battle for Doldry. And the third is the Advent. And I think in some places it's called Descent for that one. Okay. There is a, I think it was a 97 anime series. that has like 26 episodes, which again, just covers the Golden Age arc for that one. Uh, people might like it. I tried to watch it. I, I preferred the movies personally. And they're quicker to watch okay. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, they do cut stuff out, but it's like kind of a situation where like if you were forced to cut stuff out, they cut the right stuff out, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. The movies are pretty good, though, so. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. It's got some beautiful animation. It's kind of, it's a mix between, it kind of jumps back and forth between like 3D CGI and 2D normal anime Mm. animation Mm -hmm. for that one. Uh, The 3D is a touch rough in the first one. Uh, but the second and third, it's great stuff. They integrate it very well between the two. Okay. Yeah. So I'd recommend watch, starting with those. And then if you love the story and characters like I did, uh, you can just dive straight into the manga after that. Because, yeah, that Golden Age arc, that's only like six volumes of the story. Okay. And it's like 41 in total. So well, it's mostly gone on. Watch more anime or get amongst anime in general. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to Studio Taka on YouTube. Uh, they made two episodes of Berserk the Motion comic, which mm-hmm. incredible, incredible. Yeah. Probably the best Berserk content apart from the manga itself. Really? Okay, it's a big yeah. time, Dylan. Yeah, and I love the movies too. So yeah. uh, they got episode three coming out soon. So even if you want to give maybe give those a watch before reading the manga, it's a nice bridge between the movies and the manga. Mm. That one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's my get amongst it for this week. Exactly. I cannot okay. recommend it enough. Yeah, really excellent. Mm. Very good, Dylan. Absolutely. So that'll do for me, I reckon. Okay. Surely we're on the socials at this point, Lonnie. Tell me. I, you know what, Dylan? What? We are. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Give us a follow. Why don't you? Yeah. Yeah, please do. Please do. I was tossing and turning all night. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. I'm in the socials. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know. 
Well, it's good because we, we post, you know, updates and we've got new episodes out, so you won't ever mm. forget. We also um, post a bit of extra content every now and then when we get the chance. We did a photo shoot recently, so there'll be some pictures of that going up um, pretty soon if not already up there. Yeah, right. Okay. There's a nice picture of me on a ladder. Um, not on a ladder, sorry, on a slide. Oh, we should have done you on a ladder, mate. Missed opportunity. We should get some ladders out, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. You should do a ladder match. Okay, maybe we should put that Oh, off. ooh. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'll destroy you, mate. Uh, well, you might, you might think that, but... Yeah, uh, yeah and it'd be good if you could give us a, a, a follow and a, a rating and a review on um, your podcast app of choice. Mm. And um, telling a friend is always really good, isn't it, Dylan? Always helps. Always helps. Can't hurt. You can't hurt, and it can help, and it can help, so, you know. Yeah, so why not do it? Why not? Um, coming up soon, we've got some... Episodes, but everything, don't we, Dylan? Everything in the world is coming up. Mate, life, pop culture, everything in between. And the good thing about our, our episodes is that you can go back to the back catalogue and listen in any order. So if you see an episode you like, just give it, a, give it a whirl. Absolutely. They're not predicated on listening to any of them. No. And if there's a sneaky little reference to a past pod, we'll, we'll point you in that direction at the yeah. time. So yeah, yeah. you're all good. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it, Dylan. Until next time, you know what? What? I miss you, man. Oh, I miss you, man. Come on. <laughs> Should we do a podcast where it's like Grover and we're like, don't listen to the podcast? <laughs> don't get to the 10-minute mark. I hear there's a monster. <laughs> he was a too hot guy to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was us all along, Lonnie. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey Dylan, I just wanted to say, I have another podcast. You're cheating on me, mate. <laughs> In some ways, I'm cheating on Sine and I only like you with you. So, just wanted to let everyone know, um, I always forget to mention it, but another podcast, it's a movie review podcast that I do with Sine who's my partner and also was on our Paddington episode a few few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get amongst some really interesting discussions about the latest movies, um, that's the place to be. Welcome to I Only Like You in Movies, the podcast where Lonnie and Sine share all of their thoughts on the latest film and television releases. Most of the time, we celebrate films that we love. You need to see this. What would you give it, Lon? Five stars? Yeah, definitely. Best movies you've seen in a long, long time. Other times, we have very different opinions. One of the worst films I've ever seen, if not the worst film I've ever seen. It's horrible. It's a good movie. It's so bad. No, it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. I don't know how you like this. Join us for some laughs. As a little woman... How dare you? What did you think of the movie? Yes, I've been thinking about that joke since we saw the movie. <laughs> Look, I don't want to shame anybody and, you know, you've got some feet stuff going on, that's okay. And maybe you don't. Maybe you don't, but, like, maybe you do. You, pr- you do. But here's one thing I'll say about the feet. Yeah. Right? You don't see feet on, t- on TV or screen much, <laughs> so... Some thought-provoking discussion. And then when it actually gets to that bit, you're like, oh, they're, they're really doing it. They're really basing a whole movie on that on those two lines. Why do they have human boobs and human hands, but a cat face? Why are some of them wearing sneakers? 
Sine inevitably forgetting the names of films. The best thing about this film is that Sine definitely knew what it was called when we went to buy the tickets. Free tickets to Annihilation, please. They do make you angry. It rained frogs. Uh, Are you thinking of Magnolia? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And occasionally, a little impromptu song. Parasite, we're gonna go in people's homes and Parasite, we're gonna have a creepy basement and Parasite, there's a dog that eats a sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Parasite, it's the best film. Hey! (laughs) I only like you and movies. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. 